Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We have Adam Oldfield joining us now. This is probably the most supercharged part of the show. Tech Talk is brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. Adam, what kind of a week have you had? Well, that's, a, that's an open question, Shona. I don't know. If we, are we ready? I don't think we have enough time. Uh, I've, had, uh, I've had a very interesting week, and uh, I just I thought I would talk as a small business in Hamilton, uh, serving the area, as many small businesses. This one is quite intriguing. Last week I spoke with Bill, and what happened was with Google, and you know, as I'm on the radio with, with you fine folks on CHML, what happened was I was uh, penalized by Google under Bill C-18, um, my business particularly, because I linked to CHML, promoting all the wonderful programming available. Anyway, I ended up determining or discovering as a small business, and I didn't know why, is that my website was linking to CHML, and because of the links being removed from Google search engines, my business was affected by that. So it was quite interesting to see that it's not just, unfortunately, the circumstances of which Bill C-18 is impacting, obviously, all of our large media. But if your small business, if you are featured or you're talked about, or as in my case, I love to promote, obviously, CHML for many reasons, um, I was being penalized. So keep an eye, if you're a small business, you definitely want to keep an eye on your Google Maps. I'm referring to on Google Maps. If you look for a business and you'll see it where it's located and you'll see features about it, um, that was the one that got impacted, Shona. So I managed to have a talk with Google. It was a two-hour interview in California by Google Meet, which is their video uh, uh, platform. And I had to walk them through my business, show them I was a real furnace and duct cleaning, turn on my truck, show them my tools, do, do some circles and dances. I, I, I danced like Jojo the Circus Monkey until they finally determined I was legitimately a small business. That's what we have to do right now with Google to confirm we're online and, uh, and existing uh, out there. Did the video call drop at all? No, no, it didn't. Actually, it was it was really good, and, and I had three interviews. I had to speak with three people at Google. I've had CRA audits that were less intense than this. It was intense. Like I mean, it was probably I'm, I'm like sweating. I said to Michelle, my wife, afterwards, who's you know she's my partner at, at VP. I said I have I'm exhausted. I need to have a nap. I can't believe I finally got verified, but it was like one of those I'm on edge going, please, Google, please, don't take me offline. Please put my links back on. And uh, anyway, they agreed after two hours of, uh, of confirming through a video call. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was <laughs> um, you know, there's, well, we're talking about brands. There was a big rebranding this week, and a lot of people yeah. aren't sure whether this was more PR than actual business plan, but it's the rebranding of Twitter to X. Yeah, this, you know what, I mean, I'm going to say this one, I said this before, and it looks like my my, uh, predictions are coming true. When Elon Musk bought Twitter, I actually predicted that this isn't about Twitter, this is about something bigger, he wanted the information, and it's moving in the right direction as I predicted. Now there's two points I wanted to bring up on this uh, story, uh, Shona. Number one is they renamed it X, which you may or may not have heard of. But what I wanted to bring up is the fact that there is a gentleman for 11 years, more than that, 15 years, 
had his uh, code was X on Twitter. And this is something I just want to remind everyone. If you're going to be on a platform like Facebook, Twitter, or X, or whatever is, is out there these days, um, and you get your name, and you call a name, in the case of the gentleman who had it on Twitter, had X, they just confiscated his his. Uh, domain name. They took his profile away and they gave him a t-shirt and invited him to have a phone call with the executives that literally booted him. So my moral of that story is that um, you don't own anything on these platforms. You don't own them. Don't don't think that those photos and even though it's your name and, and you have millions of followers and otherwise, this was a testament, Shona, that in the social media world, if you're running your business, in social media, you could be capable of being wiped completely from uh, their platform without any cause or reasons or otherwise. So X, which is now Twitter, number one. Number two, my prediction was they're going to use the platform to develop eventually very much a cryptocurrency communication. And Elon Musk has made that point while they're still branding logos and calling it the X slash Twitter, whatever. That's one of the things that was commented this week is that they're going to be pushing more into the cryptocurrency. He's really, really getting behind that and believing that there's going to be more uh, aspects of how to use the X platform or Twitter to do cryptocurrency purchasing. Um, and the final comp uh, component to this whole X thing is get ready for the lawsuits. Oh, boy. I mean, the <laughs> first one I heard is Xbox. Microsoft is already filing it because, I mean, X is a very difficult thing to trademark, and it's going to be lawsuits crazy about to uh, come to fruition. But I, I, from what I understand, there are people who have trademarked the X in different yes. areas. Yes, and uh, what I understood was there is 900 currently um, uh, current cases that are in the process of being filed. And that's just this week in regards to uh, trademark, copyright, infringement, um, how it's being marketed. Uh, it's, it's, this is not going to be an easy transition. No, but does it come down to a situation of the biggest brand will win? Uh, you know what? It's going to come down to a, that is one, the biggest brand. Number two is going to be confusion in the marketplace, uh, how it's impacting in marketing. I mean, if there's the X product that sells furnace filters, it's the X furnace filter for argument's sake, they're not going to have much of a case. Um, Xbox might have a case. The argument on, on Elon Musk's uh, aspect, I believe, is going to be more, well, you know, color, differentiation, uh, you know, how is it impacting and confusing the marketplace? That's the real element. I'm no lawyer, by the way, but I've been through my fair share of trademark confusion. Um, and what I've encountered many times is if your product in a similar industry is going to be confusing, um, then it could be eligible for a, a judge or a court to argue in your favor. Now, a trademark lawyer will speak much more intelligently than, than me on this. What I think from a branding perspective is Elon Musk is just going all out. And as you started it, is it a PR thing? Absolutely. I mean, this, this guy gets more news and he's dropping currently users. And I just heard they're actually putting emphasis on advertisers that if they don't start anteing up their money, he's going to be taking away their little confirmation checks. So <laughs> he's getting some real pressure on, on making X or whatever uh, this thing is. He's really shaking it up. Well, one of the questions I had at the beginning of the week was, is this a way for Elon Musk to draw the attention away from threads and back to his brand? 
Well, I think it's a it's a component of it. Uh, I don't know if it's making people go like, "Oh, good, you renamed it. Fantastic, I'm coming back." Um, I don't know about that, but he's. I think he's he's. You know, one thing about Elon Musk, you have to give him credit for. I don't know if he's a visionary when it comes to some of the things he's created, uh, or if I should say owns. I don't think he's created anything, but the things that he's done, he's a marketing uh, genius when it comes to getting in the media, getting the word out, spreading the trends. He's definitely capable of going. Oh wow! Because Twitter was kind of like dying on the vine. They were everyone was bored. We all heard about what they did and new CEO, boring, and you know, and they were getting a little more uh, news on the on the capability of limiting how many tweets you'd see. Um, this, I believe, is going to be uh, more than eighty percent of the biggest thrust is to keep it top of mind in people's in, in people's uh, uh, tech vocabulary, if you will. Well, you know, speaking of top of mind and uh, and tech vocabulary, um, there's a bit of a, a search engine dilemma in this country. <laughs> you think? And it's going to get crazy. This is getting nuts. Well, I thought I would bring this up because, as I mentioned at the start, Bill C-18, it's pulling Google and Meta and many others possibly to pull out. I thought I would share, Shona, that there are options, folks, I know we go to Google, and we and that's the go-to safe. You feel comfortable. You go to Google.com. You just feel like it's going to give you all your answers. Well, there's a few. Number one, if you can believe this, AOL Canada exists. Yes. What? You can use it. Yes. AOL Canada um, still exists. Um, now, they're using platforms like Yahoo and Bing, as depending on which one you're using. That's their background. Uh, O.Canada.com. Is another one, but the reason I'm sharing these ones specifically is because they search Canadian links so uh, exclusively. So whereas Google.ca it searches Canada, but will be removing all the media links, you can go to AOL Canada, you can go to o.canada.com, and if you search for articles or local elements, you will still see links that could be uh, going to our local media. So you're not stuck on Google.ca, folks. Now, another question I've been asked, Shona, was, geez, you know, like, is there any possibility of another search engine to come out and actually compete with Google? And the answer is, at this stage, no. It's almost virtually impossible. Even Bing and Yahoo, with how, how capable they are, in the, and, you know, they're number three and number two, uh, prospectively. But the reason is, is that Google is always going to be that dominant force because it's the default in all pretty much every browser, and most, uh, including Apple, um, uh, the operating systems are preloaded with Google. And users are just not, uh, I want to say savvy, but it's just comfy to go to without changing any of the defaults. So I think there's got to be a little push um, from regulators, both on, on both sides of the border, Canada and the U.S. Uh, I think they've got to get a little more aggressive in making Google uh, not be the default search engine in everything uh, we use technology. Well, you know, we're talking about technology new and old. That kind of brings us around to um, something that I haven't heard of in ages, but a Palm Pilot? <laughs> and it's I still being used? I love Palm Pilot. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, it was my favorite. I remember even learning how to write the language. You had to write it a certain way. Your A had to be, I, I remember taking writing lessons and I spent hours making the Palm Pilot work. Um, if anyone doesn't remember, that was the original handheld. It had the stylus, 
Uh, it was owned by 3M. Uh, Palm Pilot was the, the first mobile device, which, by the way, uh, not that I need a whole history lesson, but it came from Apple originally, uh, but that, that's another story. But the latest movie, Oppenheimer, came out with a 70-millimeter film in IMAX theaters. And this blew my mind away, is to run the, 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 the theater, the, the reels, because they're 600-pound reels, um, the old school, if you remember the old films. Anyway, they used to run off Palm Pilots. So they had to actually connect them into cinemas, and they uh, now they don't have Palm Pilots, by the way, Shona. There, there's uh, no one's like, hey, check your drawers. What do we got in the last twenty years? <laughs> um, they actually used an emulator, but they had to use the software from Palm Pilot four point one to make uh, the the seventy millimeter film uh, projectors work and operate. So just so you know, uh, when you're if you're watching the IMAX version of Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter film, it's being powered by a 2000, the year 2000 Palm Pilot software. Yeah, but this could make a lot of people very jealous. It's got a week long battery battery life. That was the best thing about Palm Pilots. There was no color either. But I, I mean, all you could do is basically write someone's name and, and their phone number uh, and tell you where you were going on. Uh, in the calendar. It wasn't really capable of doing too much. It didn't even have internet. In fact, it didn't even have a phone. That's when BlackBerry was one of the leaders and in, in leaked above Palm Pilot because it didn't have that capability. Yeah, absolutely. We got to take a short break for a couple of messages on 900 CHML in Hamilton, 980 CFPL in London. We'll be right back with Adam Oldfield and Tech Talk. Tech Talk is brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. This is Tech Talk uh, with Adam Oldfield. It is brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. Adam, something I've been covering a lot uh, over the course of this week have been issues with regards to climate change, wildfires, um, and, and all sorts of other problems like fossil fuels and getting off of those. But there is something that's going on in California that might be a clean power alternative. Yeah, this is actually surprising it's taken this long. It's been very positive in India. And what they've done is they've created solar panels uh, that will go over water canals. Now, it has two benefits to that effect. The first is the solar panels over the canal can actually generate, obviously, electricity and, and electrical power. It also conserves water because then it uh, obviously doesn't evaporate. The water is less likely to evaporate. Therefore, uh, it keeps it contained. Um, they just started this in the University of California. They started testing this out over canals, water canals. Um, and after further review in India, they, they claim that this is the two benefits. They got power by solar. They've got water conservation. Uh, and this gives the ability of obviously uh, providing an electrical source while conserving our water uh, that is being uh, drained. Now, that said, why hasn't it been more popular? We're in the year 2023, and, you know, this has been going on for years. Why are not more countries or, or areas utilizing this? Number one, capital costs. Number two, the maintenance. <laughs> Apparently, it's quite intensive uh, to main, uh, maintain, and the design. So the cost is a big factor when it comes to this. Now, in light of that, it is proven, by the way, Shona, that these solar canals not only uh, can, it can power millions of homes, they're, they're trying it out in California. They're claiming that, uh, I don't know the exact number specifically, but originally it was stated it was 20 million homes um, uh, that could be powered from these canals, these water canals. And second is it saves billions and billions of gallons of water from evaporating. 
Well, you know, capital costs at the beginning are always a big challenge. I'm saying this to a business owner, by the way. Um, But, you know, it's always a a hurdle until there's a more important or bigger problem that can be solved with this technology. Yes, and, and, and that's the part which I think when we, when we take a look at why, you know, if we're going to look at where is the investment on, you know, these taxes uh, that we have, I mean, I'm speaking in Canada right now, these, these areas I'm, I'm referring to are not in Canada, one's in India, one's in California, the U.S., uh, but these capital costs are quite prohibitive. And I know, you know, especially in, in, well, I hate to say Canada, costs a little more to put it together. So uh, the, the fact is, is that we have a lot of canals and in, in, in areas within our country that I know they would be able to utilize it. It's just it is a very, very expensive endeavor um, to set it up. The, the long, it's a long-term benefit. That's the key thing, Shona, is that the benefit will be that it's powering, powering clean energy and we need as much clean energy as we can get. Uh, but is it cost prohibitive? That's really the biggest thing with this. Yeah. But again, you know, when there's a bigger problem, somehow we find the money. <laughs> it's well, amazing. I know I'm filling coffers somewhere because I know every time <laughs> I fill up the gas tank, I'm like, well, at least I'm helping somewhere in an environmental moment. Exactly. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. This this always goes by so quick. But with it being summer and vacation season, um, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, you have a couple of things that are kind of camping related. One is this pressure shower. Yeah, it's called the Helio pressure shower. And, you know, and this is nothing new. There's been many devices that have allowed you to use a, uh, a pressure pump, uh, but it's got very, very uh, limited pressure in the water uh, that's coming out. This Helio pressure shower, it's available online, but what's unique about it is that it, it looks like a little inflatable pump in, in, on the ground. You pump it with your foot. It's got a little foot print, uh, pump, and what it does is it can hold up to 2.9 gallons and can stay pressured up to seven minutes. So it, it, that pressured water shower that you want out in the in the wilderness, um, you can now be able to do it. Now, if you take longer than a seven minute shower, I'm sorry, you're you're out of luck. You're not gonna you're gonna have to pump it up and and top up that water tank. But seven minutes, that's pretty impressive when you talk about being in the wilderness. And that means you can like wash down your food, you wash your boots down, or otherwise. But it gives great water pressure. Wow. And what is this about uh, tech for treating insect bites? Okay, this is one of my favorites, and I'm glad you brought this up. It's called Heat It. And what's neat about this is that it's a natural device that plugs into your Apple or your Android phone. It goes into the charging port, uh, port, and it's got an app. So you plug it in, turn on the app, and what it's doing is it, in, it p- applies heat to insect bites. So specifically bee bites, mosquitoes, or horse flies. So you got bit, you got that real bad itch going on. You, you plug it in, set the, there's 12 heat settings, and you can even assign it by what you got bit by. So if it's like mosquito, click mosquito, and your heated device will warm up, and then you apply the heat over top of the, uh, of the bite. And what it will do, it heats up to a maximum of 51 degrees Celsius. That's pretty hot. But uh, what it does is I think it fries the, the itch right out of the skin. Hmm. Would it work on maybe ticks and getting them off your body? I don't think it's a burnable thing. It's not a lighter. <laughs> I think it's just a warm piece. Uh, and I don't think you can start a, or light up your cigar or uh, your cigarette with it either. So it's not quite like that. <laughs> Work with me here, Adam. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Sadly, that's all the time we have. But it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Adam. Thank you, Shoda. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.